This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday. Hope you guys are enjoying your week. We are still at the beginning, at the start of a <laughs> long, long marathon. Now, when it comes to Monday, sometimes, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm not kind of accumulating to going back to work, especially after that long weekend. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we need to get back on the ball. We need to get back on track. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, there's a new initiative done by One Million Arab Coders Initiative. And it does invite graduates to participate in a $1 million challenge. Yes, indeed. So if you are a lover for coding, this may just be yet another incentive to get you working on that passion of yours. Coming up on today's show, we're also going to be talking about the European Union's proposal that may just force Apple to switch the iPhone to USB-C after all. This is news that has actually been kind of in the pipeline for quite some time. Some people are with it, some people are against it, and we're going to be giving you all those details in just a few moments. Yes, and for our apps all around the world ladies and gentlemen we're talking about twitter now believe it or not uh twitter hasn't been making headlines for quite a while now we haven't been talking about them but today ladies and gentlemen we're talking about how twitter has made contrast changes as users have reported eye strain and even migraines when using twitter but ladies and gentlemen a lot of people are not happy with the new update mm. and me being one of them and uh, i'm really excited to talk about this one Yes, indeed. In the world of of weird tech, I'm excited to talk about a story that we almost talked about yesterday, but it just didn't make didn't make there wasn't enough time for it. Yeah. The robotic chameleon that can actually kind of make the most out of what normal animal chameleons can do: camouflage and crawling. They are using both of those skills to help us with our everyday tasks. How are they making that a reality? We're going to be telling you more about it in just a few moments. Yes, and Twitter has paused its verification program once again. After, you know, they gave a couple of fake accounts a blue check, which is a verified badge. And we know that is a no-go when it does come to Twitter because uh, we know that Twitter users, for some reason, if there's a verified badge next to the name, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden what they say is true. Yes, indeed. Lots and lots is in store right here on today's show. So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. We have great news for all those who have been following up with the One Million Arab Coders initiative. This is an initiative that has been going on for quite some time now. And we've got an update because the Dubai Future Foundation, they have announced the opening of submissions for the One Million Arab Coders Challenge. This is going to be basically be an opportunity for every graduate from all around the world. You don't have to be based right here in the UAE to submit your innovative project for a chance to win prizes worth more than one million. US dollars. Yes, now Dubai Foundation, they did announce the opening of submissions. And you know, $1 million is a great chance, you know, to expand whatever program or whatever, you know, project you have in mind. And you know, if you want to participate, coders can submit their projects, websites, or even applications based on their skills that they have acquired during their participation, which is, you know, the largest initiative of its kind in the world via the website arabcoders.ae and they do have until the 30th of October 
2021. Now, the submitted projects must be complete and ready for use. It can't be, you know, Half something in project. the works. Yeah. You know, it needs to be ready to, you know, like they say it on uh, when it comes to cars, start and go. You yes. know, start and run. <laughs> ready to go, push to start. And that's what you need to do and to submit it. And then you'll be in the pool of a, a lot of coders to be at a chance to win a million dollars. Yes, indeed. Now, if you're wondering who will be judging, which will be the winner project? Well, you've got a jury that has actually many experts in coding, technology, and even entrepreneurship from the UAE and all around the world. They're going to basically be selecting the 20 best projects that would qualify for the finals. And those uh, kind of hand-picked competitors will be competing for the grand prize of the $1 million. Yes, now again, five runner-ups will receive around $50,000 each. In addition, the four best tutors will win $25,000 each. Now, winners of the 1 million Arab Coders Challenge will be announced during Expo 2020 Dubai. Now, again, it's very smart and a very good. I'll tell you why, because we do know the Expo 2020 Dubai has been, you know, something a lot of people have been looking forward to. And, you know, a lot of people are waiting for it. Exactly. A lot of people are looking forward to it. It is uh, it is something that is going to change a lot of things. And when we're talking about technology, Expo 2020, uh, you know, they're focusing a lot on technology because we do know that technology is the future. Mm -hmm. So for these coders to be announced during Expo 2020 in Dubai, number one is going to bring in a lot of attention to these coders that maybe, let's say, a company at Expo 2020 in Dubai uh, sees these coders and be like, hey, I like you. Why don't you come work for me? Example, what about something? someone from Apple? sees someone and sees their project and say, hey, would you like to be a coder for Apple? True. And that's exactly what is the main aim behind the One Million Arab Coder Initiative. They're basically picking Arab coders from over 80 countries. And this challenge will basically help them kind of showcase their skills when it comes to coding, which is, as we've always heard from different tech giants, it is the language of the future. It's going to give them a global platform, encourage them to turn all their ideas, the ones that they constantly think about but never have enough momentum to bring them to life they'll be able to bring them to life and compete for that one million dollar uh, big prize grand prize yeah i mean uh you know kind of a little bit of a backstory about the one million arab uh, coders initiative it was actually launched back in october of 2017 2017 mm -hmm. as part of the mohammed barash the al maktoum global initiative now the 1 million Arab coders did announce its conclusion in April of 2021, and the program actually did provide a big opportunity for young Arab talents to learn a wide variety of coding skills and even apply them in websites and mobile application development, blockchain, AI, and data and cloud computing. Now, Omnia, believe it or not, mobile application development is on the rise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Your phone is the next, uh, it's already a necessity, but your phone is the next, you know, supercomputer. True. And a lot of people have actually been making different apps for phones, honestly, just for fun, especially during summer break. Anyone who's interested in coding, this is your chance to get some money out of it. Let me know if you know any coding language or programming language and if you've been actually practicing it this summer break. Our text lines are open for 215. Do it to Salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Join the conversation with us. Coming up on the show, we are going to be talking all about the European Union's proposal that may just force Apple to switch the iPhone to the USB-C after all. And that's definitely news that some people are excited about and others are disappointed by. 
You're listening to Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we have news that isn't the best for Apple, believe it or not. Now, whenever we talk about Apple in general, it is great news for them, bad news for us. All right. You know, new iPhones, that's great. Horrible for my bank account. You know, uh, wireless charging, great. Horrible for my bank account, (laughs) number two. But today, ladies and gentlemen, the European Union has a proposal that actually may force Apple to switch the iPhone to the USB-C after all. And for those who don't know what USB-C is, probably saying, honey, what is the USB-C? We're going to get to that right now. Now, right now, all iPhones or Apple products use a lightning port, right? It is, you know, embedded for Apple products only. And I do believe some products do impose uh, the the lightning port as well. Mm -hmm. But USB-C, you know, it's very big when it does come to different gadgets and Android devices as well. But the European Union wants to force Apple to switch the iPhone to USB-C. And that is bad news for Apple. Why? Because they can't profit over their lightning cables. Absolutely. And I, if I'm not mistaken, even MacBooks depend on the USB-C, don't uh, they? Yes, they do. Yeah. So it's been definitely a very tough adjustment with the MacBook Pros to convert to USB-Cs because a lot of the USB ports or even the USB just a normal USB that you plug into your computer, you're unable to do so if you don't have that little bit of a converter gadget uh, alongside with you. But now it kind of feels like a a wave of deja vu because the first time the story broke last year, the European Union lawmakers actually voted with basically near unanimity that they're going to be in favor of the common charging port standard. But that proposal actually failed to convert into a sufficient law, an ingrained law that would be applicable everywhere. It's been nearly a decade that they've been trying to switch over to that USB-C port, but there has not been any official written confirmation that the universal port of that the EU is trying to decide on that it's going to be, in fact, USB-C. They're considering nearly every single laptop and mobile phone besides the iPhone that uses it, but there shouldn't be too controversial of a conclusion to jump to as of right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely coming, I feel like. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying, you know, Apple will go portless before they put a USB-C on an iPhone. You know, a lot of people speculate that Apple will not bow down to the man, right? (laughs) They'll they'll do what they want because Apple can do what they want. And, uh, you know, it is very true. And that is why I believe that that's where they came out with the MagSafe chargers. Yeah. Right. They were kind of preparing us for us to burn more money. They're like, (laughs) hey. They're preparing for... To prevent a disaster. Yeah, they're like, hey, you know, why don't you know use a MagSafe charger on your iPhone? It's amazing, (laughs) right? Well, guess what? Next year, we're removing the lightning cables. There's no ports on an iPhone. It's interesting that you even mentioned this because if you go without Apple, if you go to any smartphone provider, wherever you're going to go to like fix a screen or buy phones or chargers, they always actually recommend either the MagSafe charger or any of similar companies that create MagSafe chargers. You know what, Omnia? What? I'm going to buy a MagSafe charger right now. Amazon.ae. MagSafe. Why? Why? Just because I want Just wanna, because you want to try it out. I want to try it out. You know, I see a lot of... Oh, wait. I think you need a case for it. Do you? I think so. Really? Yeah, because I see only the fancy people. They have the circle... The fancy people. <laughs> circle behind their phone. Right? You see I it. I thought that was the charging port. 
Like the Apple Watch, mm. isn't it? No, but like some people, uh, they have, I don't know, they have like a circle behind their case. <laughs> a circle. But uh, I like this. Clip it, because, you know, they'll the be like hanging people. out with me and I see them, you know, with the circle. I'm like, what is that? Like, for fancy people. For fancy people. Right? And, you know, I'm kind of feeling a little bit, oh, wait, look, there's a discount. FOMO? Right? Mm. It's 169 drums originally. Okay. <laughs> It's expensive. But, but uh, if you think about it, I mean... It's now 75 dirhams. Oh, so they actually... Is this from the, the Apple? Cart. Is it from Amazon or the Apple It says Apple visit store? the Apple store. I don't know what that means. Mm. But but that's that's really good competition because a regular charger from Apple would typically cost you... the US, Not the USB-C, but like the lightning port for the iPhone 12. It would cost you right, about right. 75, 79 dirhams. The comments are bad. Oh. The record they're saying is, is fake. Oh. Yeah, all right. <laughs> All right. I think it's safer for you to buy off of Apple originally. So the discount is only on Amazon. Yeah, well, anyways, I, I do believe that, you know, the MagSafe, a lot of people did recommend it. And a lot of people, you know, they use it heavily. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, the only problem I have with a MagSafe charger is if I have a portable charger, right? And uh, I'm on the go. Yeah. You know, I feel like the MagSafe is a little bit, you know, um, uh, clingy. You know, mm, it's a little true. bit big and big. It's too much, too much of a hassle for you mm-hmm, to constantly mm-hmm. have. And to you know, I can't it. put it in my pocket because <laughs> it's big. True, true. Let us know what are your thoughts about this story, and would you support the EU with their decision to kind of force Apple to switch the iPhone to USB-C after all? Our text lines are open four two one five. Do it a lot or slide into our DMs at Pulse ninety five Radio. Coming up, we're talking all about Twitter making some changes that may just help protect our eyes. A lot of people have been complaining that the long hours they spend on Twitter has been causing migraines and eye strains. Do you relate to that or not? Let's let us know. Or not. all around. What's worth a click and download? This is a discussion that I think we need to have. I think we should have and I feel like we should. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, oh. Every time I mention discussion, Hani is like, okay, I'm No, done. no. Every time we mention the Twitters. Ah. <laughs> no, but this is a discussion that I, I honestly want your thoughts about. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would, I felt this during the lockdown more than I feel it nowadays, but mm-hmm. I want to hear your thoughts about it nonetheless. Did you get migraines and did your eyes physically kind of hurt, feel too dry <sighs> during the pandemic when we spent so much time on social media platforms? All right, Omnia, you know, based on your discussion and your point of view, you know, I'll tell you, you know, a quick story. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. So, you know, on the day I was created into this life and I was born, I was, I, I was born with migraines. I didn't want to go way back. So this, so this has nothing to do with the phones or the COVID-19 pandemic. I've been suffering from migraines ever since I could open my eyes. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, not, I, 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 just, I, I just I suffer from migraines in general. Mm. And, you know, I don't believe that, you know, uh, my excess use of electronics, uh, you know, added, added or, you know, uh, removed it. Mm. Now, some if- goldfish crackers here, Omnia. <laughs> I think these are from Who's Rania. eating goldfish crackers? I think Rania Sadi from Morning Messages. She loves bringing snacks to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Rania, if you're watching this or tuning in, there you go. <laughs> um, but going back to your point, 
I, I feel like even if you suffer from migraines, they may kind of make it a bit worse being on your phone. Oh, yeah. How many times are right, have you ever woken up with a migraine? Yes, it's all the right? worst thing. Do you know what I do when I wake up with a migraine? Go back to sleep? No. What? I go to the kitchen. I'll pop a migraine pill, an ibuprofen, 800 oh. mg, right? And then I'll go and get the hottest shower ever and sit down and go like this. Does it actually help? It helps a lot. Really? Yeah, I sit down, I pot a shower in the world, like my skin will be burning. Man. And it, 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 it feel, I feel better after it. I mean, if it works, it works. Yeah, but migraines I, I, are the has worst. Has anyone ever done that before? No. I sit in the shower when I, I feel have like a, I'd be too nauseous for me to even. I have a think migraine. I sit shower. in the shower and I, and I close my eyes and I, I put my hands on my head. And, and it helps. And I just sit there for ten to twenty minutes. There right. you go. You've got a secret recipe on how to treat my, if you wake up with one. Um, but I feel like with, especially with social media platforms, I personally visited the ophthalmologist, which is like an eye doctor during the pandemic because of the how what? it's called an ophthalmologist. Ophthalmo- I've, I thought it was like Dr. Ayun. Yeah, it's an eye doctor. <laughs> I didn't know it was called ophthalmologist. It's an ophthalmologist. Um, but yeah, and he actually did say that, especially during the pandemic, a lot of people were visiting him and saying that they were suffering from dry eyes. Their eyes were very strained. Now, the company did say that they're making big changes on all the buttons on Twitter, launching new updates so that they can make them a lot easier on our eyes. And also because, as Hani has mentioned, a lot of people have been complaining about the new look of Twitter. Many people have been saying that it's uncomfortable with for people with sensory sensitivities. So they're, they, they're planning to introduce a new font that's called Chirp which does believe that it's going to make seeing the buttons on Twitter a lot easier, a lot more clear. They're also going to make it a lot more comfortable for us to be able to post. And a lot of people have actually been complaining. One user has actually posted begging, please, please, please let us change the font back. He, one of the users was complaining that it's incredibly difficult for them to read yeah. with it and it physically hurts to look at it. Yeah, I mean, if you're used to something for such a long period of time and then to switch up, it's not, it's not going to make you more comfortable. True. Because I don't believe anyone was complaining about Twitter in specific. Maybe they're complaining yeah. about screens in general. You know, I don't think I don't think that was the deal. But again, I mean, we look at Twitter in general, trying to cater more and be more attractive to its users because... I have a theory that Twitter is in hot fire, hot water, and you know they have they have a fear that Twitter is going to be you know eliminated from the top uh, social media platforms, which I I personally believe Twitter will stay for a very long time. Let us know your guys' thoughts four two one five do a slot or on Instagram at Pulse ninety five radio. Coming up on the show, we're talking all about robotic chameleons, so make sure you stay tuned right here on Pulse ninety five. You're You're listening listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. A couple of scientists have actually designed something, right? Mm -hmm. You sound so serious when it's weird tech. It is weird. And they have designed (laughs) something that crawls and changes color. Sounds creepy. And, you know, it kind of, you know, gives me a little bit goosebumps. Or, you know, in uh, in a America... down memory lane? Yeah, in America, they used to call it the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Do you know what the heebie-jeebies <laughs> yeah, are? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, it's when you get goosebumps and the hairs on your neck, you know, they pop up. <laughs> right? And, you know, these scientists have designed a robotic chameleon, mm-hmm. believe it or not. 
Now, when I hear the word chameleon, two things come in mind, right? Mm. One, the rapper, Chameleon Air. And number, if you guys remember, riding dirty, want to catch me riding dirty. I get the whole round, they hating, patrolling. That's that's the Chameleon Air. Yeah. It's okay. an old song. I wonder I'm what glad. happened to that guy. But, you know. We still here, yeah. I don't know. He doesn't make music anymore. But, you know, this. the second thing, I remi- it reminds me of when I used to mm. be, uh, you know, Steve Irwin of Miami, Florida. You know, mm-hmm. I was obsessed with the guy, by the way. Really? I was, uh, when I was a child, I was obsessed. I had birthdays themed of the crocodile hunter. No way. <laughs> I love animals. And I used oh to I used to run after lizards. And me and my cousin, you know, yeah, shout out to my cousin Ali. Right. <laughs> me and my and me and my cousin Ali, we used to run all over the neighborhood looking for lizards and snakes and we'd catch them. Mm, I don't even like talking about this. And, you know, our parents used to scream at us because we'd bring in snails and snakes and lizards. And uh, You were a Discovery child. Like, you the, loved the Discovery. discovery ch- it was the Discovery Channel, yep. you know? And, you know, they should have hired you. <laughs> they would have made a lot of money because I was a crazy kid back in the day. That's why my legs have scars on them, Omnia. Because I used to climb up trees looking for these chameleons. Oh, my God. Right? And, you know, obviously I would fall from these trees or the sticks would hit my legs and I got scars from them. Should have gotten you one of those robotic chameleons. Exactly. But now, you know, my childhood uh, memories have been reignited because a team of Korean researchers were so fascinated by chameleons. I don't blame them. (laughs) And they made a robotic one with complete, with googly eyes, a waddle style gait. And most importantly... Something that, you know, makes the chameleon so amazing. Yep. A skin that changes color on demand. Now, that's basically kind of what makes chameleons and lizards stand out. They walk around and they change the color to match that of their surrounding. That's what we call camouflage. But to have robots do that on demand, that's going to be a very interesting skill for a robot to have. It's kind of like a full working chameleon. A chameleon that can help us in our day-to-day activities. Mm -hmm. Now, the artificial electronic skin that these researchers created can adjust its color, the hue of the color, instantly and automatically. So it'll match the background that the robot is crawling over. This invention is one of the first devices out there. It's one of the first robots that is capable of changing colors and patterns based on its environment. And it's actually going to help different researchers create active camouflage wear for Mm. military applications or even help designers create their own sense of fashion that's completely different true art will definitely be inspired by this in addition to the different colors that this robot can actually display on its surface the skin does not actually exactly mirror the nearby background so with a real-life chameleon there is a difference in shade. If you look very closely at the chameleon, the, sh- the, the shade on its skin is a little bit different than that in the background. And researchers were actually even able to copy this capability. So they can give you different hues, different shades that you can pick out from and use. Mm-hmm. To create this robot, it wasn't easy because researchers had to make the skin using a very thin, thin layer and a glaze of liquid crystal ink. Oh, glazed donuts. I swear, I knew you were going to mention that. I love glazed donuts. You love donuts in Mm -hmm, general. mm -hmm. Um, But this skin can take on any color. So whatever color they go ahead and inject it into that robot, it'll be able to display. It can even reflect certain colors of light, which I think is actually very 
cool and nice to have in events, for example. This is also going to help it change its color based on the temperature. So you may even have robots that are very temperature sensitive and that might help robots adjust. It is hot. Or is it you hot? need to go to the room because, honey, it is hot. Imagine you had a, a talking, walking chameleon that changes color, feels the heat. In the UAE, it'll always be red. Yeah. And again, you know, there's actually something uh, about, about the kind of liquid crystals mm -hmm. that actually change their orientation and their color based on that temperature. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, complicated in a way. And I'm very, you know... Nature makes it look so easy, though. Yeah. And you subhanallah. You look at a chameleon and you think, wow. Yeah, subhanAllah. I mean, you, you know, and, you know, these Korean researchers are trying to, you know, master that. And, you know, I, I, I'm very impressed by these Korean researchers mm -hmm. or scientists per se because, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. Now, I'm looking at one of the pictures. This looks like a cucumber, <laughs> right? Cucumber <laughs> and crab salad. True. Right? The, I don't... It says, oh, yeah, I see the cucumber. I was yeah, and crab salad. Oh, yes. The green with the orange. Now I can never eat crab salad again because I'm going to be thinking about chameleons. You love chameleons, though. Yeah, I don't want to eat them. Yeah, you're not going to eat them. Yeah. Just don't eat the cucumber in the middle. All right. Hopefully, I don't have any crab salad with cucumbers. But, you know, uh, again, there's a couple of limitations when it does come to the thermal control of said liquid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a chemist at the University of Nebraska said skin is easier to heat than to cool down. Mm -hmm. So it may not switch from a hot color to like a blue cold color as fast as it, would, as it would switch from blue to red, for example. And again, I mean, this is still in the works, but I'm very impressed by, you know, a chameleon robot. Let us know. Are you just as impressed as we are? We always bring you the weirdest tech right here on Future Talk. Coming up in just a few moments, we're talking about Twitter and how they have actually paused the free blue checks that they were giving. Um, anyone who has been excited about getting their account verified, the program has been paused yet again. And we're going to be telling you exactly why mm -hmm. that happened. So make sure you keep all 95 locked and we'll be right back. This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95. Have you been wanting that blue check on Twitter? And are you one of the people who applied to be a part of the verification program that they rolled out just a few weeks ago? Because if you did, we've got some pretty sad news for everyone. They have paused their verification program because, sadly, they have given it to fake accounts. They've mm -hmm. given blue checks to fake accounts and now they're trying to fix the mistake that they've committed. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty weird because, mm. you know, when uh, Twitter actually has stopped their verification progress for a couple of years now. Yeah. And then they came back and they said, hey, we got it all under control because before they were going through some problems and they said, hey, we got it all under control. No more AI, no more robots. A human will be reviewing these accounts before uh, giving them said verified badge. <laughs> just uh, I have to I have, I have to laugh because you have the laugh because Twitter again has made the mistake and has been giving verified badges to fake accounts. So that does mean one thing and one thing only: humans are not reviewing these accounts. Nope. And Twitter has been exposed. So they said, "Hey, we have temporarily hit pause on rolling out access to apply for verification, so we can make improvements to the application and review process." For those who have been waiting, we know this may be disappointing. Maybe disappointing? Very disappointing. It is disappointing. Now, they also did add that they want to get things right and appreciate our patience. Mm. <laughs> very funny. And, you know, it is Your very... Your reactions are... Because it's very important, right, to yeah. have 
a proper verified account because True. we do know that a lot of people uh you it's know, a responsibility yeah because a lot of people when they see a verified badge on any type of twitter account something of superiority is given to that person and a lot of people say hey it's a verified account we should trust them believe them if they say apples or oranges then apples or oranges true now if you have applied for that verification that blue badge don't worry because the program is just paused for a few weeks and within the next few weeks we are expecting twitter to go ahead and resume giving those blue badges let us know if you are one of those people but Coming up uh, is Future Talk is over and we're opening the airwaves for the only place to be at three, the halftime show with the one and only man, Omar Duri. He has been having some fire shows lately. Can we just say that? Yes, it's the only place to be at three with the man himself. I'm going to do it right here in the house, the halftime show. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome. Fast forward? <laughs> the man I thought I was fast. Our reset, R E in red, S E T in black. <laughs> Got the black shirt on, the red pants on, looking big, looking buff. Let me see those biceps right here, right now. <laughs> How can I, I even? Like you're how can I? You know what, what is I mean? it's, it? The it's boxing the ring. ring that's yes. right, and that's that's my guy. That's the guy who gets me gassed up for the <laughs> ring. And that, and that ring is the halftime show, which is coming up at 3 p.m. We've got plenty of things happening in the world of sport, but also something that you mentioned, which I really like, Omnia, is the variety of guests we've had on recently from psychology to reiki with horses i mean it's been vast and it's nice to have all the different personalities to add flavor because coming up next week is the 300 show on the halftime show Ooh, congratulations i remember my first 300 omar do you remember that yes i remember my first 300 omni thought it was 300 million <laughs> no i thought are it we was... talking views or are we talking shows? i, no, I shows. thought it was no no i got the date wrong that no, was you it. said no. You said like. Oh, I said yes. Yeah, she's like, yeah, it's our three hundred millionth episode. Three hundred million yeah. episode. I mean, you guys by do reach mistake. levels. I have to by say. My mistake. But no, I'm, by mistake. I'm a, we're really excited, and again, the content you bring to the show, whether it's guests or you yourself, is always something you know that catches the ear, not the eye, the okay. ear, because we're listening. But if you do want to <laughs> watch, Amar dot on Instagram. Amar Duri. Yeah. On Instagram. There's no dot. I thought there's a dot. What? How? How? I thought. Well, I think because he is Hanny. Are you Hanny dot AB? Yeah, I'm Hanny dot. Yeah, I'm Hanny dot. AB. Yeah, dot AB. 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 Anyways, if you guys want to see Amar, right? If they want to see Amar, just tune into his YouTube shows. Yeah, and his Instagram live if you want to have that interactive type of feel. Yeah, they make it. They do a big, big thing for me. I have my own co host. I don't have to have. I don't have. The fortune of having a Hannibal Priest <laughs> by my side or Omnia side by my side. I have the Instagram. But you're a one man army, brother. Let me look at those biceps. You're looking <laughs> chunky, my brother. Omnia, take us out, Omnia. I'm going to take you both out. So <laughs> Looking good, brother. Um, I like it. Nice tan as well. In just a few moments, I'm going to do what is going to be starting out the halftime show. If you want to tune in to Future Talk once again, catch us again tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. only here on Pulse 95. 95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.